Love Talk Radio. Tuning in with us tonight. 
Uh, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, it is always a good thing to be with you guys um, on Tuesday night, even if it is thundering and lightning and losing its mind like it is tonight. Um, we we actually lost power probably about a good eight times in about five minutes, even though you know it was more so like a blink a blinking on and off. Um, and then the last time it went out, it went out for a good 20 seconds, and then it came back on. So definitely glad to have power. Um, and uh, Wooten, if you're listening, I know Carrie might still be watching our uh, marathon school board meeting. Um, but if you're listening, uh, let me know if you can hear me. Um, Tammy, I see that you're back. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear yep, me? I can hear you. <laughs> yeah, I can hear you now, Tammy. Oh, yeah. I don't know what I did, you guys. I've been sitting here for the last the whole time the phone was, I mean, the song was playing. I've been trying to connect my phone to the wrong uh, Bluetooth thing. <laughs> so it just kept telling me not, I don't know, not found or something. Make sure it's on. And I'm saying it is on, but it was so on. So. <laughs> Welcome to my world of technology, y'all. I'm so sick of technology. I want me a beeper and a house phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! I am so sick of it. I'm so serious. So, how's it going? What did I miss? Hey, everybody! Oh no, I was just—I was really just uh, getting started, and I was sharing with them how our power, like, has gone uh, uh, it has been like in and out. Uh, it has been fine mm-hmm. for the probably the last uh, maybe 15 minutes or so. But it, but it was going out uh, a little while ago. But I believe it's good, and I believe the storms have passed. At least I hope so. Uh, but luckily, we didn't have an extended outage. But it has been that hot in Northern Virginia. Uh, we've, I want to say every day this week, we've been, even though the week just started, we've been over um, 100 degrees, whether with the air temperature or the heat index, we've been over 100 degrees. Um, which probably led to the storms we had today and yesterday. So how are you doing, Tammy? Welcome back. Good to have you. Well, I am good, and I agree with you. It was so hot here today. Like, it was unbearable hot, and I don't get hot. Like, literally, I just, I I don't know. It was a different kind of hot today. We did get a little bit of rain um, but I do feel like the heat just kind of wiped me out today. I don't, I don't, I don't know why um, it was so different today, other than maybe the humidity or something. But it just—you walk outside and it felt like you could not breathe, especially with the mask on. So, um, other than that, um, everything's good. Can't complain. Just ready for all this stuff to be over, you know, of course, like all of us, but just taking it one day at a time, one day at a time. So how is Miss Nadia? I pick up, I sh- I'm going to call her, I pick up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, so Nadia is, Nadia is, uh, is in Petersburg, Virginia, which is about, it's about two hours, maybe a little, it's a little bit more than two hours away from, from where we live. Um, uh, but she's down there with uh, Tamaria's family, with Tamaria's mom and um, and the family down there. And uh, it's so funny because, um, you know, Tamaria, Tamaria even said something um, 
yesterday to her mom, you know, because they constantly have things to say, you know, to Tamari and why why did you guys do this? Why y'all do that? Why you do and it's like, okay. So now that Nadia is there, it's a completely different story. Because even this morning Tamari was like, I'll call y'all shortly. I sorry I missed y'all call that night. I'll call you shortly. And her mom's response is, no, we'll call you. <laughs> and then uh, Mary was trying to, you know, get her to do a video. And her mom said, no, she doesn't like to sit here and get her hair done, blah, blah, blah. And Mary's like, really? Because y'all always give me a hard time. <laughs> so now they are getting, they are getting uh, Nadia on a, regular basis they you know they have her um you know Tamaria left Saturday so Nadia's been there since last Saturday and she'll be there until this Saturday but they are getting to see um how much work it is <laughs> but it's so oh funny my gosh, and I think I forgot you did tell me she was gonna go Saturday Saturday until yeah. this Saturday yep and wow. so uh um yeah, it's 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 funny, but but Nadia is doing well, um, and uh, it, it, my mother-in-law this morning was like, "We're not getting in the pool because <laughs> Nadia kept saying she wanted to get in the pool." <laughs> so, uh, but she's good. She's good. She's good. How about you? How's how's your family? Everybody is good. Grandbaby is just growing, just right before my eyes, almost too fast. She's just so sweet and just I'm, I'm loving this age. Um, it's just so adorable to really be able to focus on seeing how much she she grows from one day to the next or one time to the next because it's like every time I see her, she, she's just, it's just obvious that she has matured um, a bit and just knows more and it's just a beautiful thing. It's just, just really beautiful. I had her here uh couple weekends ago and and she was so funny she hid she was calling herself hiding from me and so she hid behind the curtain and I could see her little feet I knew where she was but I just kept acting like I you know couldn't find her and it was just so funny she just peeked her head from around the the curtain as if I still wasn't going to see her and I was right in the room and then I just had to play like oh I see you now and she just started laughing like she had really did something I'm like but but in her mind she had and it's just it's just really a blessing to be able to to see it and just enjoy it just just she's just something else so it's just a wonderful thing I I, I used to hear about being a grandmother but there are really no words really no words um to, to just a feeling of it all so it really enjoying really enjoying it and I am I'm gonna tell you this uh. I am just reading the topic. I know we kind of talked about it a little bit, but I'm just reading this topic and you're wording for it. I'm like, oh, my God, did Rodney really say this? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I went back and forth. Um, I went back and forth, and, and, and I ultimately, because uh, this was the main thought in my mind, but I tried to come up with some other ways, and then I just said, Nope, we're just gonna we're just gonna go with it. And I like it. I mean, I'm I'm saying that, but I I, I like it. I think you hit um, 
some good points, and I'm really interested to hear what men and women have to say about this because, um, boy, just that little conversation that you and I briefly had based on a conversation that I had with a young lady, um, I tell you, it got me to really thinking about um, just still the hurdles that I need to, you know, just overcome um, in my life when it comes to, you know, relationship and, and, and I'll say relationships, but even more so when it comes to that, that um, male and woman, female and, you know, all of that relation dating and all that stuff. So um, it just, it's, it's interesting how we really don't think about how much our circumstances or our past life, especially as children growing up, I don't think we really um, ponder what residue it has left in our lives and what are the triggers. And maybe that's a word. What are those triggers that we open those wounds that we think because we are, you know, 50, whatever, or we're grown and we're in a different relationship and this is a different person. I don't think we really know how much we bring in um, to relationships, bring stuff from the past into our relationships or maybe what it has done to us. Because right now I don't think we take the time to really resolve issues and really sit down and have those heart-to-heart talks with even the people um, that we're with. And I remember you saying this the other day when we were talking that we should at least, and this is for male, males and females, like we should at least, okay, so, so let's say we all got some, and I'm going to share some of the stuff I said, talked to you about the other day just because it's, it's, it's my story and it's time to share it. Um, so often I think I, and I, I won't say I think I, I try to not share some things because it involves so many other people and it's not, um, it's not my life. I'm just sharing. It's theirs as well. But if it has left the marks on my soul, then it's my story. And um, if I tell it, I'm telling it for me um, or because of me, not in spite of them or, or trying to do anything. I'm, I'm telling it so that I can, I can hear it, I can voice it, and I can heal. Because just in that conversation, well, I, I realized it before that, but even just in that conversation we had, I shared a lot more that I had, hadn't even thought about um, based on the conversation I had with a young lady. And I'll share that with you guys. And Rodney, if you don't mind, I'd like for you to kind of read the, the, uh, the description for tonight's show. And then I can just maybe share the conversation that I had with a young lady that kind of led to our conversation and to this show, but um, I definitely think we just don't, we just don't do enough soul searching and healing and really being honest with the people that we are doing life with so that they at least know why you, why you are, or why we trip out, why, why little things to them is big things to us in some cases. They don't really know why, because we, we just, we keep it bottled up. So over to you. All right. Well, um, 
Again, you guys, the, the title for tonight is I Don't Need a Man. Tammy, I don't know if you saw, but I <laughs> I um I posted uh on your, your Facebook uh your Facebook uh post um <laughs> just now that I don't need a man being funny, but um Yeah, I know, I saw that. <laughs> but um I don't need a man is our is our topic for tonight. Years ago, Men left the house for work, and women stayed at home caring for children in the household. Generally, women cooked, they cleaned, they did laundry, and made children had at least the bare necessities, food, water, shelter, and clean clothes. Uh, men provided the finances, while women provided the nurturing. However, times have changed. Now, even if parents stay together, uh, they both work to ensure their families have everything they need and as many and, and as much of their wants as possible. <clears throat> if moms are single or dads, I should say too, they still work and in some cases, well, I'm going to go back to women because that's what we're talking about. Let me keep it relative. If if moms are single, they still work and in some cases more than one job. With this, we have seen a shift in how women think approach life, and respond to different situations. If you ask them, most women will tell you, and, and I maybe I shouldn't use most because I haven't really surveyed or polled women, but I'll say most women, at least who, I talk, who I've talked to, um, will tell you I don't need a man to take care of me. Um, so the questions that I kind of wanted to focus on um, Tonight are, is this fact or fiction? How did we get here? What does it mean? Has it hurt or helped our society? And how do or how should a man respond to this notion? So, uh, Tammy, I think, um, you know, the conversation you had with uh, the young lady um, is a good place to start and with anything else, you know, that you want to share. And I'm going to do my best um, to speak um, not for every guy, but um, some of the things that I've heard men say in regards to this, um, um, you know, in, in the past and also try to talk about how we should respond, um, if that's okay. Uh, so, Tim, I'm going to turn it over to you. So I want to share um, the conversation that I had with um, this young lady. Um, and I, 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 I really don't know her that well. We've had a few encounters, um, but we were having a conversation about um, – this new guy she has she's seen. And so I um I asked her, I said, So do we have a a, a new guy? And because uh, I knew she wasn't dating before and I kept hearing her, you know, mention this guy and so she said, Yeah, Miss Tammy and she said, um, I think I have commitment issues and I said, Why do you say that? And she says, um that he's a really nice guy, and 
you gave me an, this. I'll use this example. It was a lot more to the conversation, but one of the examples that she gave me is she said, for instance, um, he'll call me and say, "Hey, I'm getting off work. Are you and the girls okay? And how, and have you had dinner? Um, because if not, I'll stop by and grab you guys something to eat, and I'll drop it off." And she says, Miss Tammy, I will say, yeah, we're fine. And I will get in my car. And, and, and let me say this. And he, he would say, so you won't have to get out with them, okay? And so these are her two girls, you know, not his. They are newly dating. And so to me, that's very, very thoughtful to meet someone. And they, and they, are, they are concerned, you know, make sure that you're home, that the girls are okay, you're okay. Have you had anything to eat? I'm leaving work, and I will stop and get you something and bring it so you guys won't have to get out. And she says, I will get off the phone, get the girls uh, ready, and we get in the car, and we go get something to eat. And I said, really? She said, yes. And so, like I said, there was more said, um, and so we we were basically sharing each other's stories. We were sharing stories back and forth uh, because I could could really relate to that. And so I shared with, so I was telling Rodney about the conversation because it was very interesting um, because this really does seem like a really good guy. And good guys are really hard to find in this sense, that are, are nurturing, um, wants wants to take the lead, um, even down to her daughter's birthday party. He was taking, you know, control over that, making sure, hey, let's do this, let's get a cake, let's just enjoy it as a family because we can't get out and do much now, and da 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 da. And in some ways, this is frightening to um, her and to many women. And I think, Rodney, because, number one, we really have not had an, a, an example of that kind of man. We've not had someone that uh, goes to that extreme or thinks about us in that way. In addition to that, there are, there are many, the more we talked, we realized the daddy issues that um, – there was this absence of her father. And so um, we as women and men don't understand what, what that does, and not just to women, but to young boys who, who grow up to be men as well. But because we're keeping it on, I don't need a man, you know, maybe next time we need to do I don't need a woman because seemingly men are kind of being fed up with that whole thing as well, you know. So it was just, I mean, really, it was just an interesting conversation. And so I shared with with Rodney some of my, and I don't know if I would call them fears, but my guard, my my um, my sense, you know, like I I will let people in to a degree, but um. It's almost as if you just can't come all the way in the yard. You could just open, you could open up the fence a little bit, but but you know it stops here. I don't want you to do this, and I don't want you to do that. And and for me, it was it was a couple of things, or it is a couple of things. Um, one, I had a grandfather and an uncle 
who told me just over and over and over again, never let yourself get to a point where you have hand on a man. Um, and I've sh- I know I've shared this part on the on the show before, um, but especially my my uncle who was married to my my, my dad's um, sister, and he was he was really really like a father to me. I can remember I have more um, memories of just spending time with him and, and being able to talk to him about anything. Like I've had conversations with him that I've not had with my dad, my granddaddy any male in my life, like I have called him and I've, I've been able to say, talk, talk to him about anything. And that came from those same conversations that we would have as a young girl. Like I remember being able to talk to him about everything as a little girl. Um, and so I, I did have a role model. Like I had a father figure in my life. I had a role model, but it does not take the place of your father. It truly does not heal that wound that um, is there. And regardless of how it gets there, because not taking anything away from my dad, but there are things that I needed from my dad that I just didn't get. I just didn't get. It doesn't mean my dad did not or does not love me. It just it means, though, that he... He, he did not love the way that I needed him to love me. I didn't, I don't feel, I'll say that, that I got what I needed from him. Now, my dad would do anything in the world for me, anything. But I wanted more of, like, what I would talk to my uncle about. There were times that I wish I could just pick up the phone and call my dad. And sometimes just cry. And, and, and he just shows up at the door the next day, like, what is wrong? And I think until we deal with those issues or the, the feelings, because they really are feelings, you guys, and they are emotions that uh, we have to take control of and we just have to um, accept who the people are and how they love us and how they love us. So at the same time, there are still marks that, that it left on me for, for a while. Um, because I'll, I'll be honest with you guys, there was a time in my life that I felt like my dad didn't love me. I really did. And, and I know that to not be true, but those were my, and so not true or not, um, that, that's how I felt. That's how I felt. And so then you take that into a relationship, um, and not to mention there were not many relationships that I saw. And when I say relationships, I mean, you know, people doing it together, going through the ups and downs. I didn't see a lot of that. I saw some, for sure. Um, and they left a mark on me as well. But you guys know it's easier. It seems easier. Or maybe easier is not the word. But we tend to focus on those things that leave they, they leave those marks on us. We just deal with the other stuff. We see the class probably <laughs> um half empty rather than half full. And so going over into relationships, I can see where I have maybe um not maybe I've had the, I've had that guard up. I I continue to have it up in some ways. Like I that's what I told Rodney. I found myself uh <laughs> 
I'm just going to say it. I found myself telling, well, getting ready to tell Jimmy's like, I don't need your money. Um, and it was just the most innocent thing. Because basically I was saying, hey, what do you think about this? I sent a picture to him and he was like, it's cool. You got the card. Get it. And and I found myself getting ready to text back. I got money. I know I can get this with my money. And, and y'all, it was just like something. This light bulb came up. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know? And so, um, that's and I shared a lot, lot, lots more with Rodney that I'll get into. But that was like an an aha moment for me. Like, what, are you, what, what is all that about? What are you doing? Like, and you guys, I have been that way for so long. Like, I would just, I. I, I never really want a man to do something for me because this is how I feel and why I think I'm, I'm that way. I saw my mom, in my mind, I saw my mom um, deal with things, I think, out of need, of, of needing help in raising me and my brother. Like, I felt like she put up with things from uh, a man so that we could eat. No bullshit. And I'm keeping it real with you guys. Like, and to see that as a child and then as a young girl, for sure, and having um, my uncle uh, and my granddad, God bless their souls, because they're gone on, um, to, to, to have them prepare me from the time I could Remember, don't ever let yourself get in a situation where a man, you need a man, is what they were saying. And my 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 uncle actually doing one of these heart-to-heart conversations with him, he was like, Tammy, I told you this, but you are taking it to the extreme here. You, you And I'm like, you, and I, I was kind of mad at him because I'm like, you told me this all my life, and I don't know how. I don't know how not to be this way. Like, it's kind of like you, you, I don't know. It's kind of like being raised to ride motorcycles all your life from a, from a toddler, and then you all of a sudden say, you can't ride motorcycles. I didn't know how not to be that way. And you guys, that was years and years and years ago. So fast forward, um, I pretty much realized that I just locked myself in the house and and said, really to hell with, a man in relationships. Like, I really think I did that consciously or subconsciously or whatever. But um, I think I did that. And, 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 if I, and if there was someone there during this time, and, and, and I'll say I'm sure it was some, some, it was some people there that probably thought, this girl is crazy and I don't know what else to do because, <laughs> you know, I did it all. I've tried everything I know to try. But but my stuff stuff would not receive because in in some way I don't even know if I if I was honest with myself doing doing some of these times about my God and how I would create stuff to make it all go away or stop or just to get people to stop calling me you know that kind of thing like I create shit um, and I see that now. So, um, Rodney, to all that you said, I don't know if I've helped kind of steer this question somewhere. Now, I will tell you, I think we, I think we are built for relationships. I think that 
to be in love and to have someone that you you love and that loves you back is one of the most beautiful things that can happen. I also, right now, I'm going to turn it back over to you. I realize, and I hope I'm going to say this exactly right, because I've been trying to figure out the words since our conversation about just love in general, like relationship-wise. Um, there's so much divorce. There's so many relationships that, that fall apart. I mean, I see so many relationships on Facebook where I see this, the, the young lady mostly posting, you know, I got this great guy or we're getting married or whatever. We moved in, we did this, and then all of a sudden it stops. And I just had somebody like that about two weeks ago. I did not realize that the relationship had failed. And I'm talking about this thing like a fairy tale relationship. And that it was it was a beautiful you just you you saw them on Facebook, you read their stories, and it seemed like, wow, she found love, and it's over, it's over, and so it made me think about this. I feel that it is almost impossible to find love without knowing how to love and having what it takes to love unconditionally without expectations, uh, without trying to change the person and control the person. And so I think that sometimes it's these relationships break up because people are looking for something that they don't know how to be. So how can you really receive that and have that and enjoy that if you are not that? And, and I don't know if I'm saying that right, but I just feel like, the relationships break up because somebody is looking for something that they cannot receive. Because if I don't know how to love you, how do I know that you love me? Well, I don't know what I need and what love looks like. Then how do I know that you are love? You are that love. And I just think people, most of us are just not capable of a relationship like that, a real, true, honest, all-on-the-table relationship and say, okay, it's out there. All the cards have been turned over. Let's turn them back over, put them together, put them away. Now I understand. It's like you said, Rodney, make sure men know that this is a trigger for you. Like when they do something or say something and then you just, you back away, you go off into this tunnel, they don't know why, especially if you haven't had the conversation with them. And if you do have a conversation with them and that man does not try to understand and try not to be that trigger, um, then he's not the man for you and vice versa because men have some stuff as well. So, Rotten, back over to you. Tammy, I thought you said some 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 very uh, critical things, and um, and the I'll, I'll start by going back to the young lady um, who you referenced, um, who you had a conversation with, and I think the first reaction is to judge her and say she is crazy because here she is, she has this man, you know, she has children. And she's home with the children. The man calls because he's leaving work, 
And, hey, do you and the kids need anything? Do you need something to eat? And her response is, no, we're good. But the whole time, knowing that she's not good, knowing that her kids aren't good, but she would rather, um, in, instead of telling him, oh, yeah, like, that would be great. Like, can you bring us X, Y, Z? Um, it is, the, the response is, no, we're good. Knowing that when I get off the phone, I have to go, uh, I have to get my kids together because I can't leave them at home by themselves and take them with me to go get them something to eat. Now, the first reaction to that is, man, she's crazy, like, and, and maybe even prideful. However, I think that before we start to judge, I think it's important to figure out why um, why that young lady is the way that she is. And, you know, and I think that we need to start doing that when we, when we see situations like these where we're like, I just don't get it. Uh, because I used to be that guy, like, I don't get it. Like, I'm, I'm like, treating you right. I'm, you know, I'm this, I'm that, I'm offering this, I'm, you know, I'm trying to do this. And sometimes we even know, like, that the woman has been in bad relationships before us. And we're like, okay, you don't have that anymore. You have me. You're always talking about how I'm such a good guy and, you know, and you appreciate me, but why is it so hard for, you know, for you to accept me? Why do you look at me through the eyes of your past relationships? And I think because of that, it creates a a division. And like you said, there like, you know, there, there are reasons why a woman may feel that way. That there's a reason why, like she didn't just come up with that on their own, on her own. Um, the more I thought about this topic, Tammy, um, some things came to mind that. Um, that I want to share. And okay. the first one is women should be in a position to not need a man. That's just my opinion. Um, women should be in that position, meaning you should be able to do things that people say or that society says or historically you know, you're supposed to need a man for. For example, if you are a woman, and again, I'm going with uh, with history, so I don't want anybody call it, calling me names, but I'm just going with history, right? So, but as a woman, you should go to school and get an education or join the military or do what you need to do, you know, maybe go to vocational school, whatever you need to do to support yourself to advance your career, you need to, you know, have good spending and saving habits and all of these things. There's nothing wrong with you being financially stable. You should be. Um, you should be able to cut your own grass. You should be able to change a tire. You should be able to stand on your own feet. Again, that's my opinion. I think that you should be able to do those things. However, the question comes in, 
should you flaunt it? Should it be on proud display in your relationship? Like, should you be walking around like, like with that air about you? Because you can, you, you can be the smartest person in the room and not say anything for a very long time and then all at once shock the world because they think that you're just, because you're so quiet, you never have anything to say. You don't always have to announce that you're in the room. You don't always have to come in and say, Ooh, I'm here. You don't have to do that. In fact, in the words of my favorite rapper of all time, bad boys move in silence. And I know we're talking about women, but move in silence. You don't have you don't have to announce to the world what you can do. For and and I say that because I feel the same way about men. And it's funny that you mentioned that, you know, we should do a show on the men, but I feel the same way about men. As a man, you should be able to cook. You should be able to clean and do laundry and take care of your children. And I don't mean take care of your children because you pay child support because you and the mother no longer together. No, I'm talking about you should be able to change some diapers and wipe some behind. You should be able to get pick your child's clothes out, get your child ready in the morning, drop them off, pick them up, whatever you need to do, feed them. You should be able to do these things. Now, again, for the man, do you need to go in there and act like you somebody because you can't? No. I know relationships where the men do the cooking. Do I think that's a problem? No. I don't see nothing wrong with if a man can cook and, you know, and that's the way it works out. What's wrong with that? But again, you don't need to walk around constantly bragging. You also don't need to be putting your significant other down because you can do things that they can't. Or if it's if it's something that we consider gender-based and you can do it and your spouse can't, it doesn't that, that doesn't need to be on public display. And I've seen that happen too. Because here's what happens. Contrary to popular belief, men men may not admit it, but we want to feel needed and we want to feel wanted. Because if you don't need me or want me, or really want, if you don't want me, then I don't even know why we're together. But if there's no need for me around here, why are we together? If we're just going to walk around talking about what we can do on our own, why are we together? I think I think it's important for you to be able to stand on your own two feet. And then also, even if one person works and the other person stays home, if that's what you and your your spouse or significant other decide, have at it. But don't agree to anything unless you understand the rewards or the benefits and the consequences and and you can accept them. Like you were just saying about putting up with things, you know, in order to in order to provide. No, it should be if I don't like the way this relationship is going, 
if I choose to stay, it should just be my choice to stay. It shouldn't be I'm staying because I have nowhere else to go or have nothing to fall back on or, you know, I'm stuck because of finances. No. Don't put I, – I, I agree with you, Tammy. Don't don't put yourself in that, in that predicament because that's how I'm going to raise my daughter. Don't ever put yourself – in a in a position to where you feel like you got to kiss somebody's behind because you can't do any better. Hey, no. Rodney, let me ask you a question. When you say you're going to raise your daughter that way, what will that look like? Like what will you say to her, her or teach her, um, and how will you guide her in learning how to execute that without – um, let's see, without, let's see, without, and I'm gonna, I'll use the word without being submissive or capable. And I think submiss- being submissive is a, is a, is a, is a two part thing. It's just that it comes in different mm-hmm. ways. Like even with you saying, uh, we have all of these, um, defined, defined things like a woman cooks and a man doesn't. Um, or a woman cleans and a man doesn't. We have all of this, this, this stuff that we've created, um, which tears relationships apart in some cases because some women get so stuck, and some men do as well. So how will you teach Nadia? What does that look like, and how will you try to make sure that she can execute it and still be that, Still keep her softness as a woman, just her 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 crown. I'll say that, and still keep her crown because some women do that, and they be, they try to do it in a manly form, and it's a turnoff. So, how will you do that? What would that look like? And how will you help help her execute it and keep her crown on? So I I, I plan to uh, you know obviously you know talk to her and, and have some 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 teaching moments as as many as possible but bigger than that my 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 plan is to be the example and for and hopefully to Mary and I can be the example a I want somebody similar cuz uh, I think sometimes people get way too caught up into their parents and they're like, oh, like I got to have blah, 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 blah. No, you don't have to have somebody exactly like your dad because your dad, you know, your dad can grow too. But in terms of non-negotiables, I want her to see her dad being respectful to her mom, to her mom's mom, to his mom, to people in general. I want, you know, so when whenever she does decide, you know, that she's going to be with somebody, okay, well, this is, I want to be with a respectful man. Um, you know, that's what my dad taught me. I want to be with somebody who's going to talk to me and treat me like I am a lady. Um, I want her to, to, to see me get up and go to work every day because I want her to, to see after that too. Like, I don't want, and now she, if she chooses to, that's her business, but I want my daughter to uh, to see me and say, you know what, my dad, you know, is a hardworking man. My dad got up every morning and 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 went to work. Um, you know, so I want her to see that. I want her to see, you know what, 
My dad also hangs around his friends, you know, but my but I also know that my dad chooses his friends carefully. So I want her to see all of these types of things. I want her to see uh, me being respectful to her mom and me uh, treating her mother like she's a lady and like she's my wife and not just some woman on the street. Um, I want her to see two people who can, um, you know, who can have a, a conversation whether they agree or disagree and can still walk away from that conversation. And, you know, and, and it's like, okay, like, so what are we eating for dinner? Or, hey, sometimes conversations, you know, they, 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 um, and the intensity lasts for a couple of hours. Okay, cool. But I wanted to see that, okay, like even when they have like a very intense conversation and they may have to walk away for a couple of hours and then, but they can come back. So I want her to see that resiliency. So, you know, I'm going to talk to her about all of these things. I'm going to talk to her about the importance of respect, the importance of accountability and, you know, taking responsibility for the things that you say and, and the things that you do, the importance of getting an education, the importance of, you know, knowing how to, you know, change a tire or cutting grass or, you know, um, you know, the things that I mentioned. I'm going to talk to her about all those things, and I'm going to – every resource I can find – I'm going to use it, um, like, for example, um, you know, we've been working, like, we've been working on Nadia with counting since Nadia was, like, you know, 10 months old, you know, because she started walking at 10 months, so walking up the steps, we always counted, you know, and I did most of the counting, but we always counted as we were walking up the steps because, I know that counting is something that she's going to need to know how to do later on in life. So, you know, we, we talk to her and we, and we work with her on different things. So, um, you know, that is the way that I plan to do that. So I want her to, um, like I said, be, um, you know, somebody who can stand on their own two feet, but at the same time, somebody who can, if she chooses to being a relationship, somebody who um, can identify um, when somebody is full of it and when somebody's actually, um, you know, being genuine. Um, so I think that's going to come with her own experiences, um, but as much as possible, exposing her to different people um, and being around different people so that she can start to understand personalities and things like that. I was really looking for that one answer um, where you tell me that by being that to her mom, letting her see that example through the way that you love and interact with her mom. And something else you said, uh, being able to, allowing her to see when things, how, how you do and respond to each other when things are are not um when you're not in agreement, when you're having a challenging moment um, in relationships, and that's one of the things I think we fail at uh, doing as well, that we have this this false something, reality about relationships always just the person always being able to uh, meet your every need every day, and that is just so impossible like it is just we don't do that we don't meet our every need and do the things that we need to do or always do what's best for us we don't always 
um, thinks the best thoughts and things like that. So to have that expectation in a relationship and to think that someone's going to always float your boat and know when to let the air out and put it back in and when when it needs to be done and how much to, it's like we have this false sense about about relationship. It, it's just not that way all the time. And, it's, and if you're in that kind of relationship, hey, we need to be interviewing you. And I mean, when nothing ever, there's never, ever a challenging moment. And I'm not, I'm, at the same time, I'm, I'm not saying that they should be consistent either because, it, and if they are, then there's conversations that need to happen because cause people are missing each other um, when, it, when it happens so much till you, till it's, you just expect it. Um, I'm not saying that either. So I think great answer, uh, Rodney. I think the best, I, I, I remember this quote saying, if you want to, Love your children, love, and this is for a man, love their mom. Let them see you loving on their mom in spite of whatever. Let them see you really loving on your mom. And this also makes me think about this uh, older gentleman that I met. He has uh, just some kind of little, he's at a barbershop, but we were talking about business. He has a small little business. And he said to me that, if he left this world, he wanted to make sure that his wife never got in a relationship because she needed help, that she needed to get in a relationship because he's left work undone. He's not made sure that she can take care, she's taken care of. And I, I just, I will never get that. I thought that was one of the most selfless things to do because, how many times do we do we really think about even down to and, and women women as well, but especially for men, like for a man to say that he's not saying I don't want her to have one, but I'm saying I don't want a cat up in here who doesn't deserve to be here. That she's got to deal with BS because she needs help paying that light bill or food or making sure her car is fixed and that kind of thing. That is a man to me, you guys, when you think beyond your relationship with this person to the point where I love you so much that even when I'm gone, I want you to be taken care of. I want to know somehow that I did right so that you are not having to do anything based on need, especially be in a relationship. So... I agree with you, Rodney. The best way to do that is through one of the best ways, certainly not the only way, but one of the best ways is to, um, because if you were doing it different, so like if you were in treating Samaria differently, then you wanted a man to treat Nadia because there's some men will will, will expect things for their daughter that they're not doing for their, their, their wife. Um, good example of that, doing the domestic violence thing that we did here. We had a guy get up and speak. He said, I used to just, I used to beat my woman. And when someone did it to my mom, it was his mom that called him out because he went over there to take care of the guy. And the mom was like, how dare you come here? You beat your wife. And then he's going for her. But what a mom to say that. But sometimes we want, we forget how, I think men will forget how they've treated women. And then when they get a daughter, they want these men to, to do differently. But 
what do they do they ever think about how the daughter sees them treating women and what that does to them um so what that do to them so it's interesting just all around but again i go back to that you guys that we have to really hone in on what's happening inside especially with if you feel that you don't need a man that's cool but why because if it's because of your daddy issues or your previous relationship issues, that's on you. That has nothing to do with the men that you are in relationship now or that you are avoiding, I will say that. It's easy sometimes to put it on them. But um, I, I don't know, Rodney, if, I, if, if, any, if there's any woman that, is being truly honest when they say, I don't need a man in the sense of what we're talking about tonight because I truly believe that it is it is most women's desire to be truly loved and adored by a man, to be chosen, to be the one that they think he has chosen as his girl. I just truly think that, that, that most women really desire that but like the young lady afraid and she said commitment but I think what she's more afraid of is being disappointed and hurt again and that she'd rather push him away so much so that she will say yeah we're fine and get in the car and go get dinner herself with her girls so I think it's not Afraid of commitment, afraid of being hurt again, disappointed. Mm-hmm. If my daddy doesn't love me, how can he? Or if I feel that my dad doesn't love me, how can I really feel that he does? So I think it's a, it's about a lot more than I don't need a man. Back over to you, Rodney. It's a good point, Tammy. Um, that's a really good point, um, and I and I think that comes into play a lot in that uh, I. You know, and, and again, people have their reasons, um, but I think when it comes to the relationship part of it, I think the past has a lot to do with it. And you know, um, and Tamaria says this a lot. You know, and how you know you may want to uh, get beyond your past. You may want to not see everybody in, in in that light. You may you may want to uh give people a chance, but then when they do things that you are familiar with or things that you're that you've seen before, it makes it kind of hard. Um mm-hmm. and so, you know, I, I I agree with you in that I really do think that, you know, that people um, want to be loved. People want to show love. People want to be in relationships. But I think that this is one of those uh, key factors and what keeps people, um, I guess, away from commitment because people don't want to feel like they can't be who they are because they're with you. Like, I should not have to, if I'm a woman, 
I shouldn't have to dumb down who I am just to make you feel like more of a man. Like I shouldn't, you know, I shouldn't act like I, I shouldn't act like I can't do things just because it's gonna hurt your feelings. You know, because if you're the man, if you know, if that's the case, then learn how to do it. You know, we don't have to walk around and be intimidated of people. We can, we can, if we want to, we can successfully be in a relationship. Maybe not with everybody. You know, maybe it will take you a while to get comfortable. Maybe it will take you a while to find that person because I do think there has to be a balance too because, you know, I get that, you know, like I said earlier, men want to be needed, you know, men want to feel like they are needed, but at the same time, that need can't be so great that now um, this woman has to walk on eggshells because you don't feel like the man. You don't feel like a man. Because if that's the case, that's your own issue. You know, if she is humble, um, you know, if she could, if if she don't, if she truly does it, like, you know, from a financial standpoint, she she may not need you. Okay, cool. But both of y'all putting y'all money together is gonna, you know, give y'all more opportunities, and y'all can have more by putting y'all money together. So maybe she can stand alone you know, on her own two feet. Maybe you can too. But what could y'all have if together y'all have $150,000 a year versus being separate and have $75,000 each? You know, that there there's a difference there. You know, and, and I'll use, uh, you know, Tamaria in, 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 in my marriage and Tamaria has always made more money than me. For some guys, that's an issue. For me, not an issue. Because Tamaria earned that. Tamaria went to school. Tamaria chose her career path just like I did. And Tamaria should not have to go and get a job that she's overqualified for just because I just because I, I don't want a woman making more than me and you know, she's gonna sacrifice everything that she's worked for just to just to make me happy. No. That's not necessary. You know, to to Mar to Mary knows how to cut grass. Growing up, it was Tamaria and her mom. They had a yard. Somebody had to cut it. So she was out there, you know, her and her mom like they, they did for themselves. So Tamaria learned a lot of those things growing up. I didn't have a yard most of my life. I probably had a yard for maybe two years my whole life. I probably had a yard two years my whole life. Not an issue, though. Tamaria never went to public school. She went to private school through eighth grade and then went to the governor's school. And then was the valedictorian when she graduated from high school. Me, I was the kid who was just trying to get out of high school. 
And as far as class rank, where Tamari was number one, I was close. I was somewhere near the bottom. And Tamari had options when it came to, to, to going to college. I didn't. But that was nobody's fault but mine. So I can't look at Tamaria and be like, well, hey. I think it's good that she can that that she can do for herself. It only makes our relationship better. Tamaria has owned a house before. I have not. But again, there are things that I bring to the table. You know, I chose my career path. I didn't pick a career path that pays you a lot of money. I didn't pick a career path that um you know, you can negotiate your salary and things like that. I didn't I didn't pick that kind of career. However, I think Tamaria appreciates the fact that when she goes to work in the morning, she knows that I went to work. We work together to do the grocery shopping, to clean, to cook, to take care of our child. You know, so I think that we 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 have to find a way to um, appreciate our similarities and acknowledge our differences and figure out the best way to move forward. The best way to do it is naturally. Just let it naturally happen. But if need be, how are you going to make this work? And I'm going to go here, Tammy, and I want to and I want to see how you feel about this because this is an issue too, even outside of relationships. Women struggle in the workplace because men can't handle sometimes when women are. I'm going to put this in quotes, but I'm going to say smarter than they are or no more than they are. Men can't handle that. So they find ways to, you know, make the woman look bad or feel bad. Why? Why? Because that shouldn't be. How are we going to work together as a team to meet this goal? But it happens in the workplace. It happens in in just your you know your, your family, not necessarily in your house, but your your extended family. It happens amongst your your friends or you know your your friends' relationships. You know, I think about um, the movie Love and Basketball is coming to mind, and how remember at the beginning when they were kids and she, and. <laughs> He was about, uh, Omar Epps was about to lose. So, you know, he pushed Sadal Lathan down because he was about to lose. But that, but that's how we act sometimes as men. I cannot be outdone by a girl. Sometimes that is just, a, it, that is just going to be the case. And both of you better learn how to deal with it. Or you're going to struggle at home. You're going to struggle at work. There are going to be fireworks at Thanksgiving dinner until we learn how to um, how to go about these differences. Back over to you, Tammy. Um, Rodney, I think I'll, I'll 
start with the, your last um, thing that you put out there about the men in the workplace. I think just like anything, it comes from uh, these, these stereotypes that we have and these defined these words that we we define about the differences between men and women, and and I get it. There are some, and there's there's because we are as different as night and day. We were created differently. We are wired differently. I totally get that. Um, however, I will say this: I I think there's a bit of confusion going along going around in us all because I think we sometimes as women. We want to be treated like cotton, but we act like concrete, in a sense. And I know that that may have not a lot to do within the workplace, um, because I think once you get into the workplace and you have your jobs defined and responsibilities, it, it, it is so. It has nothing to do with your being a woman or a man. Now, unless... If a, if, a, if a woman shows up and she wants to be a contractor, then I think she should be able to meet the qualifications. Like if the, if you want to go out and be a contractor, then then go. But you can't always expect the man to come over and help you pick up the box because that may not be the case all the time. Could he do that if there if 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 he's there and and whatever. Um, Absolutely, but sometimes I think we put ourselves in situations and we we want men we we want both worlds. I want you to I want to do this, but I want you to treat me like uh, this this uh, tender woman if, when I'm acting like Incredible Hulk, like I'm portraying that that's who I am and that I don't need you, but then I want you to see that I do. So it's a game sometimes. Now again, if it's at work and there's 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 uh, with roles and responsibilities that are put out there and set, and your job is defined, has nothing to do with being the woman or the man. Do your job, and man, let her do her job. But woman, don't. If that's it, then don't expect the man to have to. Now, if he wants you, fine. And if he can, fine. But don't don't expect special favors because you chose a man's job. And I'm not saying that's always the case, but I'm saying sometimes that happens. There's a bit of confusion. There's no balance in some places. We go over the top or we stay down too, too low. Um, I do want to read something here. Um, two things, actually. There is uh, – let me go back. Um, so this one says, um, truth is something that I thought was perfect was taken away from me and I never wanted perfect again. I wanted middle of the road stuff. So I wanted middle of the road stuff. I didn't care about so that I couldn't lose anything I really loved ever again. So let me read that one more time because I think I tripped up. Truth is, something that I thought was perfect was taken away from me, and I never wanted perfect again. I wanted middle-of-the-road stuff I didn't care about so that I couldn't lose anything I really loved ever again. And again, I think that's what happens to a lot of us. And then there's another one. Um, this is kind of a story, little short story. 
he tried his best to save her, but she was deeply damaged. Her soft edges became sharp blades. The moment he got too close to her heart, he tried his best to love her, but she was beyond scared. She mistook his love for possession, his care for obsession, and all the words he gently whispered to her in between as accusations. So she fled with her heart and his. She fled because that's the only thing she was good at doing. She didn't think she was worthy of love. Not after everything that happened to her. Not after everyone she deeply cared about was taken from her one by one. Love betrayed her before. It surely will betray her this time too. So she betrayed love far before it betrayed her. So that's interesting. And I hope women women hear that. Because right now, like I said, I think at the end of the day, every woman wants to be chosen by somebody and truly loved and adored with with all her faults and her mess. Like, does somebody say, I get it, I get it, she is crazy as a doorknob can be, but, but I love that kind of crazy. You know, I just think really women want that. They just are so afraid of losing again and again and again um, because, because, and because of that need, whether they would admit it or not, most will admit it or not, they give the wrong men too many chances and then they are betrayed over and over and over again until when that, that, that right guy comes along. This can't be so because it hasn't happened thus far. We don't really ever look at, no, I haven't picked this thus far. That I ignored the signs. I let things go. I put up with things that I should not have. So it's also about keeping it real. So back over to you, Latin. Jamie, that's good stuff, um, and I hope that you can uh, post that that article. Um, and it and it made me think about um, what we can do um, as people um, so that the divorce rate is not so high, um, or so that we can at least be in healthy relationships. And I'm going to say to to everybody listening, because I agree with Tammy in that we want that. I agree that women want to be in relationships. Um, but I'm going to say that if that be, – be honest with yourself. And if you want to be in a relationship – then be willing to do what it takes to be in one. Be willing to try. I get that you may have been hurt a lot of times. I get it. I was there. Like, I've been married before. You know, I had I had dated 
you know, several people. Like, this wasn't my first attempt at love or trying to be in a relationship. And I remember, and, you know, we got, Tamari and I started dating, I want to say when I was around 31 or 32. And I think it's 31. So even at 31, which we can all agree is 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 pretty pretty young, uh, but even at that point, I was like, this just ain't gonna happen. And I and I got to a point where like I was okay with it. If it didn't, I wanted it to, but if it didn't, I was okay with it. And I think that we have to, you know, because I had, because I had been, I had been hurt. I had been through different things. And like most of us, it started in the home for me. It started with my relationship with my mom. It started, you know, it started there. And then like, you know, it, it, it just trickled down into to other relationships. And so it was, you know, I, w- I found myself in the same boat. But it's funny because I was always viewed as the good person in the relationship or the better person in the relationship, you know, and after a while, I started thinking that. And so then it was like, you know, I think that played a part in it too. But I will say that if you give yourself a chance and if you're willing to give other people a chance, because who knows, they probably have to do the same thing too. They most likely have to give themselves a chance. They have to give you a chance because they may be dealing with things from their past. So they may have seen things in their past. Most people don't grow up in an out in an ideal childhood. There's usually some sort of tragedy or some nonsense or some foolishness or some hurt, some pain that comes along with us. And so you both have to be willing to say, you know what, let me first, and I think Tammy said this early in the show, let me first recognize my own issues. Let me first deal with my own issues. And let me be okay with myself so that I can go and be okay with somebody else. Because until you can deal with your own mess, you can't deal with anybody else's. If you can, you're a hypocrite. So deal with you first. Take the time to get to know who you are, what you like, what you don't like, and then go from there. So that if you have a man and he calls and is offering to bring you and your kids dinner, that you'll be okay with saying, yes, 
thank you. Instead of, no, we're good, and then having to get them ready to take them out at night when you really didn't have to. Get to the point where when people are trying to bless you, you can accept it. But that takes some learning yourself and being okay with yourself so that you can be okay with other people. And take baby steps if you have to. You don't have to dive all in when you first meet somebody. And I think that's that's led to some of us getting hurt in the first place where we meet somebody and it's like, oh, my God, somebody just dropped me off in heaven. So we let our guard down, then we get hurt, and then we're like, well, I can't trust anybody. Well, no, nobody told you to do that in the first place. You can gradually move along with people and get to know them. Does it is that you know a guarantee that they'll never hurt you? No. But it's a lot better than you exposing yourself, getting hurt, and then saying, "Now nah, forget this," because there are a lot of men out here, and not all of them are bad. Tammy. Great points, Rodney. I just want to add, you have to also be honest with yourself about the people, um, again, the signs that you ignore. You have to ask yourself why, because it really comes down sometimes to how you feel about yourself. And if it's really about you feeling like you're not worthy of someone wanting to commit to you in such a way. And so, like Ronnie said, you have to be real about your own BS before you can even start trying to um, sum up someone else's. And that would mean almost never because we are forever growing. Like the things I learned about myself in, in this one conversation that was really me supposed to have been helping her, and it just like, oh, my gosh. Like I, was, I could relate to so many things that she said. Um, and, and some I could relate in a way where I still felt they were very fresh, like fresh wounds. And so use everything in your life that challenge, challenges you, that you feel challenged by, that, that it strikes up something in your soul, that it makes you that you never thought you'd go back to. That is about you. That is about you. There's a quote that says, "Are you? Are, do you have the patience to let your mud settle? You have the patience. It's like you know, if you run uh, water, clean water, in a, in a muddy, a glass of mud and water, eventually it comes clean because it it comes out. And so often we don't want to allow that to happen. We just want fresh water." But you have to pour fresh water in. So you have to deal with those issues. You have to visit them. You have to nurture them. You have to let them be. You have to own up to your part in picking people who would not commit to you, were not that material. But also you have to own up to the responsibility that there was some people there that you may have ran away. So 
there's everything really is about us, you guys, internally. If there's an issue outside, I'm telling you there's a solution inside. Starts with you. If you believe that 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 God made it and everything was good, then you're part of that good. We just let the world get the best of us. There's the, there's that greatness in all of us. But what has tampered with it is how we have allowed our life experiences, how we have dealt with those things or not dealt with them. So, and especially in your relationship, because God tells us that's the best, one of the best ways or the ways to meaning becoming as one is an example. It is an example of Christ. And so we can't even we can't even be one with you have with with parents. Like gosh, that's a whole other story. Mothers and daughters, fathers and sons, sisters and sisters. So it's 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 really about you. Every problem you're having, whether it's with a man, a woman on the job, it is about you. What is it? What is it in you? So great show, Rodney. Um, we'll probably visit this again down the road, you guys, because I think this is one that, again, it's it's, a, it's about relationship, but, boy, the word says love yourself. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. And we, we don't – neighbors can be – I think they are the closest people to us, not the ones across the street. That's why I think we get up and pass the people in the house and speak to the people outside in the yard before we, we just pass the greatest neighbor ever inside the house. Um, but if we're not able to love the people who God put in our lives intentionally and love ourselves, then what do we expect from those the, these relationships with, with our other people? with our partners, with our significant others. What do we expect out of that? So, Rodney, great show. Um, I'll turn it back over to you. I don't have any announcements. Um, so, everything is good on this end. It looks like we are um, going uh, 100% virtual <laughs> for uh, for school, Tammy. So, uh, at least to start, not, not for the full year. Um, and I'll tell you more about <laughs> more about that later. Um, okay. But I just want to say this to to everyone listening. Um, and I know you know you know the show was centered around women, but you know I think anyone can benefit from this. But don't let your strength or strengths become your weaknesses. We hope that you guys enjoyed tonight's show. We hope that you'll be back uh, next week. Until then, please stay healthy, stay safe, and definitely, definitely, definitely stay cool, everybody. Good night.
Somebody keep telling me, though. 